Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, everybody. It's Sarah May. How's it going? Um, So this is an episode that is all about wanting your ex back. And it's basically steps you could take toward best outcomes. Um, Because that's kind of like a, you know, clickbait kind of title. Um, Which I'm taking advantage of, but it is really... It's, there's not, like, a button you can hit to make that happen. It's This is hopefully going to get you closer to that, if that's where you are and what you want. Um, so, before I get into that subject matter, I just wanted to say I am launching my new site on the 30th of July, 2016, and that is called Yay With Me. And as of that date, Teaspoon of Happy will be moving to yaywithme.com. Which is awesome and very exciting, and I think the UX is way better, and it's got a little bit more shine. Um, But have no fear. We'll have the same content, so all the blogs, all the podcasts, same everything is going to live there. And if you are a current one-on-one client of mine, you will have a new URL that I will send you with your marching orders and uh, on the new site. But if you are a past one-on-one client, your marching orders will no longer be active, so please remember to download your files and copy and paste your links. So outside of that, if you are the kind of person who hates change, I'm with you. I feel like I hate all new things just because they're new. Like, for example, I refused to update to the new Apple software for like six months, like basically until nothing worked. So this is going to feel probably awkward and you won't like it, but the change will be better in the long run. And I think you'll get used to the new look and you'll like it. So if you're worried about anything else, the um, the monthly donations and the newsletter, everything carries over to the new site. So you don't have to resubscribe or anything like that. Um, and if you catch any bugs or anything doesn't work, just email me. Let me know. And that new site URL email address is uh, info at yaywithme.com. Yay. Um, so if you wanted to also be added to the pre-order list for the breakup album, you can just subscribe to the newsletter on the new site and you will hear about it no problem. And anybody who has already pre-ordered the album, um, you will get an email when it is released. I'm not done with it and I know it's been forever and I'm it's just a lengthy, it's a super long process. So that's, I apologize, I'm aiming for fall, still for fall. Um, and if you wanted to, to purchase a pre-order, at the pre-order price, it's in the shop of the yaywithme.com store. So before I get to the subject matter, which is why you've actually listened to this podcast, I wanted to address a listener because somebody wrote to me and asked me to talk about myself, specifically any personal growth journeys I took to learn uh, what I have learned um, to overcome, you know, whatever issues I had to be the person I am now and how I did it. And because... I wanted to answer that question. Um, I also want to keep things vague because, you know, I want to protect the innocent. So the short answer is I speak from personal experiences and I offer the tools I have used myself. 
So fill in the blanks, I suppose. Um, as I told the person who wrote me, I will one day write a memoir and you will see me on Oprah crying. But <laughs> for now, I'll just keep it, I'll keep it vague, mainly because I don't like talking about bad shit and I think it's not relevant to you um, in that all I really want to deliver is tools. I like want to get to the good stuff, which is what I'm about to do right now, y'all. So this is about wanting your ex back. And I know you're hurting right now if you're listening to this. So as per usual, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Here we go. Part one, the what. That feeling of pain and longing and even obsession over the loss of your relationship. Maybe it wasn't something you were expecting or you both kind of decided it was right, but now you are realizing it. it's not at all what you wanted and you can't stop thinking about getting back together. Maybe you are internet stalking your ex. Maybe you're just super depressed and texting them when you get drunk. Or maybe you're actively trying to convince them you should get back together as respectfully as you possibly can. And you can't, for the life of you, figure out how to do this right. So this is for anyone who is trying to get their ex back or is holding their head up high and not admitting they want that, but they are still wishing they were magically, magically back together. Maybe that's because you broke their heart and you know now that you screwed up. Or maybe you were dumped and you were not ready or willing to have this outcome. So if this is where you are, you're likely in a split personality state that can be sometimes a belligerent puking of tears, sometimes a banal but painful loneliness, sometimes it's annoyingly uh, obsessed and fixated, and sometimes you're scary obsessed to the point of stalkerism, uh, and sometimes maybe it feels like complete and utter worthlessness, just like you have no hope and no value in this world, like and only your ex can make you feel stable and good and yourself again. So if that sounds like you, you're not alone, my friend, because this is a chemical state that is tied to a whole lot of other factors than just the relationship. And I don't say that to make you, to belittle it, to make you think that this wasn't really a meaningful, great thing in your life. I say that because you're suffering at the hand of some factors you cannot see, and they have nothing to do with this person. And though this feels like the only solution is getting back together with your ex, know that it is not about them at all. If you had a path to stop hurting and be over this instantly, you'd probably take it, right? And if you would, that's because you logically know that this is just about the uh, extreme suffering and not being able to help yourself out of it. Either way, I am talking to you, and I want to help you get one step closer to feeling like yourself again and like you have a life and that you can be happy. So know that you are not crazy, you're not broken, and though this is excruciating and feels like purgatory, this will end. This pain will be over one day sooner than you think. But right now, it feels really bad because of a lot of other factors to do with biology and just the brain make it a shit ton harder. So there are other equally confusing types of pain that are being lumped on top of this, and that is because... When you're left by somebody or not loved back by somebody, it feels like uh, it's a trauma, but it's also similar to a drug addiction. Like the longing you feel is very, very similar in how it affects you. So my hope is that once you can see all of these ingredients and all the things that are affecting you, you can better help yourself and manage your feelings so that you can choose 
from your highest and most empowered self what you want to do about this. And you can align your actions with what is truly best for you. So with that, let's get to the why, part two. Breakups usually happen because there is something wrong. There's something that's not working. And despite whether or not you can see that, it's a good reason. It means you can't have kept going. It's a a truth that exists whether or not you know it. And I know that it hurts a lot when you're on the receiving end of not knowing. Like, despite how that feels, it's not about you. You are not the cause of the breakup. The breakup happened because of another factor. It was not in alignment with the breakup continuing. I mean, with the relationship continuing. And that could be something in your partner that has nothing to do with you. It could be something like a life stage. It might be something cultural that is influencing the needs of your partner. It could be some weird trigger that was hit in your partner that has to do with their childhood. But the most important fact is it has nothing to do with your worth or your value as a person. You are equally lovable before and after this has happened. What somebody else does is solely a result of where they are in their life despite you. So you can be grateful that you are now existing in the truth of things versus living unawares. And I will just say, regardless of what happened or where you are, you deserve to have somebody who is on the same page as you so that you can continue to deepen and further your life and build from the relationship. That's what you deserve. You want somebody that is equally all in. And I know it's hard to actually believe that in your bones and not take things personally. But truly, you cannot make somebody feel something and you cannot make someone do something. People will act on what is inside of them. So you did not create this outcome. Um, They had to participate in it too. Takes two to dance. So a lot of people will hit really random stages where their shit comes out and they act out based on just a lot of different things. There could be a bajillion different factors at play, and that's not for you to to solve and decipher, even though that's probably what you crave the most. When things happen outside of our control, we want desperately to know why. We need to to find the source of things, the cause of things. And that's because if a loss is unexpected, it's a bajillion times harder and more painful because that it's just a trauma. When it's out of your control, our brains cannot cope with that fact. We need to understand things. We need to put things in order so that we can feel safe in the world, so we can put things back in order in our lives. Things need to have a cause and effect, like we need to apply our logic. And that is just the desperate grasping for things to make sense, for us to feel like safe and that we know what's what so that we can correct it. And if we take things personally, like that's just part of our uh, grasping for understanding, needing to point to the cause of this pain that came out of nowhere. But when people break up with others, a lot of the time has absolutely nothing to do with anything you did or anything that was wrong. And I'll just give you one parallel that you might be able to relate to. Maybe you won't, but if you feel really fat and gross, you will not want to be sexual. Like that might 
maybe you're not that way, but that's how I would relate to it. Um, and that's because of how you feel. It has nothing to do with what the other person looks like. So if you don't feel good about yourself, you'll like the way you look, you will not want to have sex has nothing to do with whether or not the other person is the sexiest person in the world. Maybe that doesn't go for everybody, but you could probably find your own parallel. The same goes for a breakup. It's got to do with something inside of that other person and them not being able to, you just, the needs not lining up. If you were broken up with out of nowhere, you were not expecting it, you're going to be reeling and hurting and longing and missing them way more than they will towards you, not because of how much you meant to them, but strictly because it came out of nowhere. And I've talked about this study before, but I'll repeat it because it's the best description of it. There was a lab rat test that was all about trauma and the effects of trauma. And two lab rats were given electrical shocks. One of them got the shocks when they fed themselves. And then the other one just got them at random times. And the one that was able to control the pain was fine. Didn't have a hard time. It dealt with the pain because it was in its control. The other one fell to pieces because it like affected their nervous system and like made them a emotional mess. And that is because your fight or flight system cannot tolerate unpredictable threat. It it causes trauma. So you are dealing with a trauma, which makes this a lot harder. And your ex is not dealing with that. So. Your fear and pain response is making you run away from this badness the best way you know how, which is by focusing on the cause of the pain, your ex, and attempting to control the pain's source. So this wanting to know why or wanting to get them back or wanting to, to glean some information from their brain and what is it that I did wrong, that is an attempt to empower yourself in the face of this shock and trauma. If I get my ex back, then I can feel comfortable in this pain. It will be in my control and I will know where I am. But that is a reaction, an attempt to control the pain that is actually not going to result in you um, like feeling better in your life. It's just the thing that seems the most logical that will make this terror go away. Additionally, because change just itself is something we hate like by nature humans just your brain wants anything familiar and will uh, be fearful and uncomfortable with anything just because it's new so whether or not it's good we will choose what is familiar and that is part of what is affecting you right now the change itself everything in your life has changed not just your relationship status it's your routine, it's who you talk to every day, it's who you go out with, it's your friend groups, it's your living situation possibly. So all of those things are, are hugely traumatic and a lot to deal with, but they are not completely um, caused by the relationship and how good it was. Everything in retrospect will seem better and that is just because now you're in something new and we don't like new. So I wanted to also address the why to somebody if you were the one who did the breaking, like you mistreated this person and now they left you and now you are suffering the guilt and the agony um, of what you did and also what you destroyed for yourself and wanting them to come back. Because I know you are fighting a different set of painful factors. 
So when we break things that are important to us, it's usually coming from a place of fear. But it's, it's, it's fear that we can't make sense of. It's coming out of like sideways, sideways places in our, our deep selves. And that is because misalignments in actions and understanding of those actions signals that we have an unconscious fear, like an unconscious deep set um, tangle that is that is disrupting our ability to act in alignment with what we want. Something else is at play that you can't understand or identify. And in my experience, it's usually something old and unrelated to relationships that we are just giving the wrong label. Like it's something in us that we have labeled based on the best logic we could come up with, but it's, it's not accurate. It just seems like, well, that's probably why I'm just a liar and a cheat. That's just you trying to make sense of yourself. And that is what your own behavior shows you. But whether or not you wish this break didn't happen, it did. And you should honor it and the gravity of it by getting to the bottom of what is operating inside of you. Because there is a good reason and one that needs your attention. You need to do some self-work and debunk this thing because otherwise you're going to wreak havoc on your life and the lives of others who don't deserve it. So the relationship that was broken could not continue on as it was. And this result is showing you something. It's pointing you to the change that needs to take place. It's given you a key to unlock yourself. So you must choose to take it. I want you in particular to hold on to that fact and examine what needs to be untangled. Because if you are not valuing the person while you are in the relationship and maybe you took them for granted, that's a clue to something in you that needs to be understood and unearthed. That might mean like you're, um, you have low self-worth because you were settling in a relationship that didn't make you happy enough, that you were accommodating somebody else instead of being honest about what you want because you don't think you deserve it. That's just me riffing, but you have to get to the bottom of what has created this, this condition in your life because whatever your factors are, they are gold. They provide maps to happiness and love. And you can and should take these keys with you to your therapist because this is how you will be able to make a beeline to the solved best version of the life you actually want to attack it head on and understand what happened it's worth so much in the long run of your lifetime this can be one of the greatest things that's ever happened to you for you and for potentially your partner because if you cheated on them and you were living a double life this is also a clue to some self-work that you need to do it could mean there's some really specific trigger in you that you're, you're operating under a belief that you are just this way and that you're wrong and that you're broken. But there is a deeper truth and you just have to be brave enough to commit to finding out that answer. So the last why I wanted to bring up before, um, this is also a journaling type of why. This is for everybody. I want you to examine why you want your ex back. Just write that question in the top of a journal page and leave it open-ended. Leave 
it opened to everything that you could possibly answer about them and why they were great, but also about yourself. How has this breakup made you feel? What have you lost? What are the emotions that are coming out now that hurt? What are your fears? Anyone that's listening, answer these questions for yourself because it will give you insight into what is motivating you pursuing this. Because usually it's just um, a lot of things at once. It's a lot of fear. It's a lot of pain. But a lot of it is not tied to the quality of the relationship. And it's, it's not accurate to what you want. It's just something that will stop this pain that you can see is potentially going to alleviate how you feel now. So is this pursuit of wanting your ex back because of just intense pain and suffering you're feeling right now? Is it a lot of different kinds of pain? Is it because you're craving uh, a person that was in your life for a really long time because you have really excruciating fear of abandonment from something that happened when you were a kid? Or are you craving just something that was familiar because now you're, all your insecurities are coming up? Is this because they were company and you cannot stand being alone? Is this because you feel dissed by them and your self-worth relies on them validating you? What could be other reasons that you're longing for this person? Is just loss really hard for you and this is just the easiest fix you can see? Do you feel like a failure because you're single and all these other people in your life are in a different place? Is it all of these things? Do you feel like you have no worth in the dating marketplace? Is it just based on prospects? Or was this just something to focus on and now all of your old personal shit is coming up and that's heavy? All these questions are not to depress you. They're just to get you thinking about possible factors for yourself and to get you focused on a different headspace, a different set of just factors at play. Because this is how... When you take these, these layers apart, this is how you can get to a state of empowerment. I want you to be very pragmatic about how you approach this area of your life. Like, kind of approach your pain from a self-hack perspective versus a whiny, wallowing, piece-of-shit victim perspective. Because right now, you're in just the wanting your ex back suffering part, you are handing the keys of your self-worth and happiness over to another person. And in that act, you are limiting your access to things that could potentially help you and kind of blinding yourself to your own power in this situation to better yourself, to be stronger, to be more confident, and to become somebody more worthy of chasing. That was not meant to be a diss or an ouch, but literally, if you want your ex back, you've got to, to approach this as a person who deserves love and deserves, who values themselves immensely. So this is kind of like a sideways path to getting love. And that is really, I think, the best way I can empower you. Because in truth... 
that other person has their own shit and you cannot make them not have it. But I can guarantee that if you start to empower yourself and you use these tools that I'm about to offer you, you will automatically be much closer to getting your ex back than otherwise. The real answer I want you to consider is whether or not that's truly what is best for you. Because my guess is it's not. At least right now. Because breakups happen for good reasons. So either something needs to change dramatically in a self-work department, or it wasn't stable enough to sustain a lifelong commitment that would feed and grow and support both of you. Because I will tell you right now, the pain of loss is intense, but choose right if you are looking for love, if you want commitment and a partnership. Because life is a really long time, and being in a committed relationship is really fucking hard, and it's not sexy most of the time. So you need a bond and a connection that is like as bulletproof and stable as it possibly can be. And that means both of you need to start on the same page. You need to, to be all in. So if that's not the case for one of you, it's your duty to own your truth and commit to what you want. Commit to a partnership you want and, you know, find somebody who wants the same thing you want. Your match exists when you decide you're going to look for them. But that part just takes a while. So don't stop and dawdle at the door. Walk into the ballroom and interview each person before you settle on a dance partner. Because fate rewards those who learn their lessons and commit to what they want. So if you want deep and rewarding love, make that a truth and commit to it. And if you're contending with divorce right now and you thought you had that partner, I feel for you. I know that that can be one of the most excruciating um, refusals or just the somebody that you you promised to love and you made vows to that has not chosen to honor that is the biggest fuck you smashing of your heart ever. No, that's the worst. Um, but I would say whether or not that person is dealing with their own shit you have the same exact value you had before this happened. And it's like a really, really stretched rubber band that's around the two of you. As long as that rubber band still exists, there's hope of coming back together again. But it, it requires both people. Both people have to be willing to put in some work. You can't do it by yourself. So for you, I will say the tools will still apply, and I feel for you, because it's truly all you can do is focus on yourself and empower yourself and accept that people go through some weird shit, and sometimes you just can't see it coming, and there is no real cause, and even if you chose right, sometimes shit hits the fan, and there's it can be baffling, but your worth exists regardless. So I want to empower you to be more like yourself and more okay in the face of this, if that's where you are. So I want you to journal about why you want your ex back. Um, if you have ulterior motives. And if you are in a situation of divorce and you're saying it for your kids, 
I hate to tell you this, and you might fight me on this, and might feel like it's not true for you, but it, I'm telling you, it is. The, the desire to make it about somebody else, like your children, is actually a self-protective mechanism to protect the hurt of yourself. Because when it comes to divorce, it's terrible and it's traumatic, but it, your kids will be fine. As long as you are loving, you're both loving, and they have support, they will be okay. This is not the end of the world for them. This is something that will uh, affect you because it is your partner. It is your primary like relationship. And that is a big fucking deal. It's your loss. Make it about you. Don't make it about somebody else. Keep the focus on how you feel about your partner and about this loss. Don't make decisions based on somebody else because this is it's like your life. This is love. This is a relationship. You can't live for others. You have to live your own life for you. And that's just a way to be a healthy, balanced, growing person that you can offer to others. And that I'm saying that assuming that love is something you want in your life. If you don't, if you're over that, that I completely understand there's some people like that, more power to you. Um, so, yes, back to the journal entry. I want you to just self-reflect and examine whether or not the reason you want your ex back is something to do with your feelings about yourself. And that's because relationships mask a lot of pain and vulnerability we have inside. If you feel dissed by this, or like you're not good enough, the craving is really for the validation from somebody that can validate you that you are worthy. And in truth, that is in part because relationships will kind of create um, salves for pain we have inside about ourselves, like our own opinions of ourselves. So we allow this other person to tell us that we are lovable and we are doing okay. And when they choose to leave us, it feels like we are nothing. This pain is truly the most excruciating, a feeling not good enough, not worthy, not lovable. But the actions of the other person are, are not going to ever make you feel whole. It'll just keep those feelings of pain at bay. So the way to remedy this feeling for good is to know your value and know your worth regardless of who loves you. So to help you best approach this situation from an empowered position, I want to give you some practical steps to take so you can better grow that core of self-love. Because that will help you, it'll carry you right to the doorstep of a healthy relationship and everything you want. So let's get to it. Part three, the tools. Tool number one, stay inside the chalk circle. Doesn't that sound like a horror movie or something? Stay inside the chalk circle. So this is a tool for dealing with painful reactions in this situation. When you're not acting as you would like to act. So it's like how to recognize your highest self versus the pain and the clinging. Um, so I want you to imagine right now that you're in hell and there are swirling chemical demons and ghosts and like terrible self-talk floating all around you and you can't see anything. It's just like this, like, ah, it's a chaos of demons everywhere. And then I come in and I draw a chalk circle on the dirt floor. And this circle will allow you to see what is around you for what it is 
And it will allow you to then decide from your most rational, highest self what you need to do, like what, what's best for you. So there's that chalk circle, and you're in this sea of like chemical blindness and pain. Um, and your job is just to get back into that circle and, and stay inside there and act from that place. So that place is your highest self. And it sounds weird to think of two selves, but your highest self is the voice of reason. And that is the voice that speaks when you are balanced and you are calm and you are empowered and you can choose better despite your emotions. So you might know it best when, like, for example, a kid calls you a name and you can say, now that's not very nice, don't use bad language, instead of, fuck off, shithead. So you have access to this part of your brain when you're chemically balanced and also not in the fear threat uh, fight or flight response state. So this is to remind you of that fact when you are suffering and triggered and like at your lowest. Because when you're in that state, you will do things that belittle you. You will do things that are desperate, that are reactive, that make you feel worse. So the first goal you have is to not make not dig your hole deeper your first goal you have is to get back to center so if you're in a painful place if you're emotional if you're feeling low if you're feeling ashamed or lonely or worthless don't do anything you have to get back to a chemically empowered state just don't step out of that fucking ring you got to get into it before you can do anything don't talk to anybody don't text anybody don't get on the phone get back to center so how to get back to center will be a fine-tuning process of trying a lot of different things. For me, it's yoga, it's breathing exercises, it's inversions where I'm upside down, anything to enable your chemicals to get back to normal. Usually you have to eat something, um, get plenty of rest just as a state, normal state of being. But outside of that, figure out what you need to do to, to soothe yourself. Running is a great one. You want endorphins, you want happy chemicals. Any and all things that can ground you and, get, and just, more than anything, slow down this reaction. Because when we're in that state and someone wounds us, the reaction is what we are, you know, we feel like we're powerless to change. The reaction is the habitual, like, I'm just going to text. That's like when you're not thinking and you're not able to slow this down in yourself. So when you're in that emotional state, get back to the center of that ring. So another major factor is just anything, doing anything new. I call it zagging. So if you can't think of anything to do, just do anything that's new that will remove you from the train of thought and the triggered track of actions. If you're on the computer in the middle of the night, throw the laptop in the trunk of your car and start dancing your ass off to loud pop music. Or put a comedy on the TV and start cooking a complicated recipe. Distract, 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 distract. Zag. Like literally anything you can do to fully immerse yourself that will help uh, just slow down that thought process that slowly grab, that starts to grab you. Time is your best friend. Just add time. The chemicals are, are not soothing fast enough. Continue to waste time. Do your hair in the bathroom. Do, do, do your nails. Just keep dawdling so you're not following your triggered response. Um, I would say also do meditation or a breathing exercise because anything that can empower you to turn off your brain and your thoughts, well, if you, if you do that, you will get better at it over time. It'll be hard at first, but 
I have a few meditation podcasts. Um, I also recommend Tara Brock or just even slow, loud breaths in and out. So the short of this is happy equals rational. You need to stay rational. And in order to be rational, you have to be in a positive headspace. If you really want your ex back, the first thing you need to do is have your wits about you. Act according to what you know is best for you. Don't act out of desperation or clinging or fear or pain. Don't react. Choose. Right now, you need a brain and a self-respecting, strong, successful human that values themselves. You need a person who is taking care of themselves, who is capable of making change, who has lots of great stuff going on in their lives. You need you now more than ever. So keep your head on straight. Act from your highest self and do not react to the pain. Do not react from fear or clinging. Your highest self will not react based on any of those things. Your highest self will choose based on reflection. So sometimes you won't know for a while. And if you don't know, it's just not baked yet. You don't know what to do. Your job is not to try and think your way through it. It's just to wait until you know. And that means usually taking a break from something. So empower yourself. And if you're blinded by the swirling pain and the clinging, your first thing is get back to that chalk ring I drew for you where you can see the situation clearly and you know what you need to do and you can be capable of doing it. That's number one. Tool number two, walk the walk. So this is for anybody who did the breaking. So I want to start by calling out who you might be. So if you really fucked up by maybe you neglected your partner and didn't treat them well and then they broke up with you, like you caused it inadvertently, or maybe you cheated on your partner, and maybe it was like the first time you've ever done anything like that and you, are, you realize now just how truly horrible that was, like you have great regret However, maybe you have done this before, you've broken it before, and you are baffled by your own behavior, and yet you blew up everything just when everything was perfect. So I want to call you out in particular because I have certain clients who have similar experiences, and they are baffled by their own behavior when they blew up their relationship, and... If this is you, that is a very specific kind of breakup and one that you need to go to therapy for. So if you are a self-sabotager, I want you to know that this will not go away and this issue needs gutting. It's coming from something old and totally unrelated to your relationships and your partner and you. So you can and should get help for it for the good of your happiness and for the good of Every person you date in the future, do the work. It will be faster if you go in there with a map, like you want to tackle this. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to them because this is a self-destructive pattern and it doesn't stop and it's cruel and it's unfair to those who welcome you into their hearts. Not to mention, it makes you believe that you are a piece of shit, which you are not. This is just a misunderstood and confusing loop of survival machinery operating inside of you. I digress. But do this right and get into a therapy uh, sitch immediately. It'll be faster than you think and just be aggressive about it and don't let the fear of knowing or change 
be the reason you continue to suffer. Man up, woman up, whatever. Um, whether or not you're a self-sabotager or this is just the one big fuck up that you now understand and you will, would do anything to fix, um, the tool is going to be the same in that your only power in this situation is changing yourself. You broke trust, therefore your words mean nothing. So the only power you have is in demonstrating change, and that will have to happen over a long period of time. And that can't be faked. If you didn't treat someone well, that that you deserve what happened to you and you earned it. And that in order to be undone must be um honored. You have to act on this in a way that actually demonstrates you are working on changing. So start walking the walk of the promises you've made or you, you would like to make to your partner and get into a therapist, get into a therapist's office. If you hurt someone else and you betrayed um, them, you also hurt yourself. You also betrayed your own values. So that makes you feel like a bad person. It hurts you. And that shows me you have some self-worth issues that need to be untangled. So if you did not betray your own values by cheating or by hurting somebody else, then that shows me you have um, some denial. You have to be more honest with yourself about the kind of relationship you are capable of being in. and Or you need to be more honest about that with your partners. In love, there are lots of inconvenient truths, and sometimes it comes down to learning to own them at the start so you don't destroy people with them down the line. And I know that's really hard, especially if you really love somebody. But there are others who align with you and what you want that would be a much more self-loving act um, to be with than forcing yourself to live a lie or lying to somebody else. Regardless, if you want to show this person that you care about them and that you are sorry and that you can be with them and honor them, you have to change. You have to show them you are changing. And that is the only way um, to write this, to actually change. Trust will be rebuilt only with time. And because of any destruction or betrayal, The process you are going through is just one that you will offer to them as a gift. It'll be an offering of peace, but it does not require that they come back to you. Hopefully they will, but you should do it for yourself regardless. Know thyself and trust thyself. There's nothing more stressful and painful than living in fear of what you might do and not knowing the answer. Knowing thyself through and through and being confident of that self is like an intoxicating form of confidence and comfort. And I want you to have it too. So if you are clinging and not wanting to let go of this and not wanting to look at what might have to be examined, don't hide from change. Look into it. Use this. Honor this experience. Sometimes breakups are the resetting of things that really need attention and we wouldn't have gotten another opportunity. We're being forced to see it. So I would look at this as a positive process for both of you and milk it. Don't waste it. 
Don't shy away from what needs to be done. Do it right because truly this can be the answer to all that was wrong with the relationship originally. If you are, are truly dedicated to this, then show it by putting all you have into the process of, of undoing what is causing this deep down. If you're overcompensating in one area where this other person was weaker, like if you guys had an imbalanced relationship that kept one person really weak and one person really controlling, that means that right now is when things can get back to the balance that they were supposed to be. So for example, if they're just a weakling and they'll take any abuse that you can give, that's not healthy for either of you. It makes you feel terrible. It makes them feel terrible. Right now, you owe it to a person you care about to use this as a chance to both feel strong and good and build like a more rewarding dynamic. And if they cheated on you and you are afraid to lose them because you really love that person, that means you have to see them grow. You have to wait for that person to demonstrate that they, um, they are changing in order for you guys to be back together again. You cannot accommodate sickness. Otherwise, it thrives. And you'll just reset this unhealthy loop. If things are reset in their unhealth, they just happen again. So for love to work, both partners need to feel strong and equal and confident. And one person can't do all the loving for the other one that feels worthless. You both need to be capable of loving yourselves and you need to be capable of giving love equally. So this is a window when everything is in flux. I say milk it. Be aggressive about setting up all the change that needs to take place because often this, even the most painful thing like this, is the only path to happiness and health in the future. That's number two. Number three welcome newness. So this is for anyone that has felt worthless as a result of this, or perhaps you're just feeling desperate and vulnerable and clean and like you can't be alone and you don't know if you can be without this person. So right now your value as a person has been confused and your routine is extremely injured by the breakup. And all of these things make you feel like you need somebody else. So one of the best ways to get back on track and feeling good about yourself is to grow, is to expand. This is also when you appear more attractive as a partner. So your job is to get into, I have something great to offer and I am a gem mode. And the best way to do that is by having a great life, conducting yourself with confidence. So I want to help you build confidence. That's what this tool is about. To build confidence from scratch, just start trying new things that intimidate you. Welcome change. Say yes to everything. Invite all newness. Expand. Because this is how you grow. This is how you grow uh, bravery. This is how you um, become more than you were before and you get stronger. So just think about yourself right now. When you see a person looking happy and glowing and bubbly, you immediately think, what do they have? I want to be around that. I want to I understand who they are. What's their secret? 
It's an intoxicating energy. So by welcoming newness, I mean say yes to things that scare you and be around people often. Surround yourself with people that feel like that and that are doing things, that are doing um, positive things with their life. So go out often, be social, act as if, even if you're not feeling it, even if you feel like a piece of shit inside, put on a nice outfit and go out with a smile. Brush your hair and press your shirt because the appearance of yourself to yourself also has an effect on how you feel. So this is also a a visual feedback thing. In a good way, it will change your mindset and make you feel more confident. Just work on being acting as your best self or, or some other better self that has their shit going on and be nice to you. Act as a person who is self-loving and this will make you actually shine. It will quite literally build your value. Investing in yourself will build more of what you have to offer somebody else on the outside and on the inside. So that's my tools. In closing, I wanted to thank, first of all, my monthly sponsors. I have so many new ones and I'm thrilled. I can't think of a better word. Judy, Katie, another Katie, Holly, Hannah, Ivan, and Hilda. You guys are so wonderful. I'm so excited. I'm really, 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 really excited, you guys. Like, all my vocab words. <clears throat> um, okay, so that was, yeah, I'm really excited about this month. Um, in closing, if you were with somebody who you loved and they don't want you anymore, I, in my opinion, they don't deserve you and it wasn't right. And if you don't believe that, if you think that you don't deserve them, then that is where you need to start. That's where you you need to focus. Not in the trying to get them back. Because truly, sounds like something everyone says that no one believes, but it's I think it's true. You can't love others from a healthy place if you don't love yourself. Like that is the core of being able to be in a healthy relationship. It's vital. If you don't have self-love and you cannot tolerate being alone, you're selling your life short because that is excruciating. It's a very painful life to live. What a nightmare to exist in a near, uh, like someone has like a hammer that they could crush you with at any moment with how they feel about you. And that's, that feels terrible. I used to be like that, and I'm not anymore. So for you, I would say, undo that for yourself. Feel good about who you are, whether or not somebody loves you or not. Be okay if you're not in a relationship. Get to some self-work so you can be in an even more rewarding relationship. It's a lot easier than going through the painful addictive loop of being desperately attached, than settling for less than, than getting hurt and then feeling lost and then getting broken up with and feeling smashed and less than zero. Seriously, therapy is so much easier. And to everybody that's listening, if you are sad because you lost somebody you love, I know that is one of the hardest places to be in, you will ever be in for your whole life. And I want you to know everything you feel is okay. And I've been there. 
everyone's been there. It's the pits. Pain and mourning is a, like, the worst part, but it's a necessary part of just life. And it's not all wrong, and it's not all bad. Because you mourn a loss because it meant something to you. And that is a beautiful thing. It means you live, and you feel, and you invest. And that has a lot a lot of worth in a lifetime. Just to go there at all is, is brave. And it shows me that you have heart and that you had something very valuable. And that is true no matter what happened. If they cheated on you, if they were lying to you, it doesn't remove the value of something. It still exists in your life experience. It still meant something. Just because things end doesn't mean it wasn't of great worth in your life and in the life of the other person. It's always better to have loved and felt the depth of something than to have not, in my opinion. It doesn't feel like that right now because this is the pits. This is the worst of it. But this is the other side of the coin that is joy. And you have to go through this part if you want the other part. And that's... That's just life. That's the living and the feeling of it all. So the best you can do is empower yourself and hold on tight. Just keep walking in the direction of empowerment. And every day it will get a little bit less painful. Because, you know, when you move through pain and you allow it to change you, you grow stronger. So the fact that you're moving through this right now and empowering yourself to me shows that you are... uh You're very strong, and you're in the middle of change right now. When you come out of this, you will have even greater range as a person and greater beauty and more that you will bring to your next relationship. You will have more compassion, more clarity about who you are and what you want, and more understanding and depth that you can gift to others, to everyone else in your life. So the key is just to not become a victim of your experience and instead Use it for all it's worth. Use this as a gift that can grow you. Seek out the lessons that are built into this. That's what my album is all about. Making it into a gift. Because truly breakups are an opportunity for post-traumatic growth. If something needs to change, don't hide from it. Run into it. Because this is a window of time that can skyrocket you into another level of life. Everything is in flux. Why not put everything back in a better order? Because you're in pain, you feel less fear. So use it. If you're hurting, use it. Don't allow yourself to wallow. Pick up some tools. Just apply one after the other. Or if you need to wallow, it's fine. Fall apart. Just make sure you're going to get back up again the next day. When you're done crying, put on a clean shirt, brush your hair, and head out into the world. Because your life is for living and yours is not over. This can be a great teacher in your life and you must choose to use it. I can tell you from where I stand that this, that is just well worth it. It'll give you gifts you never knew existed. So I wish you well and I wish you much love for yourself. Just, I wish I could wrap you in a blanket of self-love. Whatever happens, be gentle with yourself, forgive yourself readily, and act 
as best you can from your highest self at all times. You deserve love, first and foremost, from you. And that includes investing and committing to working on things that need to be addressed and and owning your truth, owning what you want for yourself. This isn't about what somebody else wants. I want you to ask yourself first, what do I want for myself in my one life? How do I want to feel? How do I want to relate to somebody else? What do I deserve from somebody else? What do I want for the future of my my happiness? The rest is just a process of taking steps that align with those things. I think you should have all of it. So I send you my love and hope this helped. Smile.